everyone. Welcome to the Gigi Tierra's podcast. My name is Stacy. I'm a Gigi Tierra and this is my podcast. Um, for today's episode, I wanted to talk about how to find a jiu-jitsu family. So basically, once you decide that you want to train jiu-jitsu, like how do you know where to train? Like are all gyms created equal? You know, that kind of thing. So to that I say no. No, they're not. Um, so based on my experience and observations, I would recommend five main criteria to look for when you are in the process of choosing a gym or a school. And those main five are, is it clean? Is it safe? Is it welcoming? Is it organized? And what is the culture that's there? And so let's kind of dive into these different, these different aspects of this. The first thing that I like to look for is, is this place clean? So, so the thing that I kind of hate the most is like if I walk into a school or like if I visit or if I walk into a gym or anything like that, like it's just like walking in and it just like stinks really bad or like you you don't want to like take off your shoes or you don't want to like anything like that because you're just like oh my god I'm gonna like catch every disease everywhere just from like breathing this air right so you want to look for some things like are the floors really dirty or do, you know are they clean are people wearing like for a jiu-jitsu school are people wearing their shoes all over the place that's a red flag like you don't want your shoes to, to soil your training space you know does it stink stink like a nasty locker room you know are the mats cleaned regularly you know do do they encourage proper hygiene you know are people shower like are there even showers like you know is it clean like you know because having a clean school is also indicative of like how they not only like treat the school but also the expectations they have for the people who train there so that's the that's the first and probably most obvious thing to me is like do i walk in there and it's just like disgusting you know or is it clean like does the air smell normal <laughs> you know <laughs> like come on okay so that's the first one is it clean Second, is it safe, right? Now, people might be wondering, like, what are you talking about? This is jujitsu. Like, it's not, you know, there's risk of injury and, you know, blah, blah, blah. How could you say that that's safe? Well, I mean, okay. But what I'm talking about, though, is, like, you know, are people kind of taking long breaks all the time because they're constantly getting injured or, like kind of piggybacking off of the first one like is it so disgusting in there that people are like getting sick or do they come to train while they are sick and then pass that stuff on to everybody else you know that kind of safe that kind of stuff do do like the other members try to take care of each other on the mats um in terms of like trying to help prevent injuries you know, like doing the right thing. Like if you're sick, then you're just like, you know what? I'm sick. Like, you know, whatever illness I have, my nose is running, I'm coughing, I have a fever, blah, 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 whatever. Then 
I'm not going to go to jujitsu. I'm going to stay home and I'm going to just rest and I'll, I'll be back when I'm better. You know, because if people don't have that kind of mindset, if they just like show up whenever, whatever, and if they, if everybody's like, it's like a free for all and everybody's just like going at each other really hard and people are like popping ribs and like twisting ankles and like, you know, getting knocked in the side of the head or whatever, like all the time then that's, you know, that's just really not the kind of place that I would want to be personally. Um, I mean, you can decide for yourself if that's the kind of place that you would want to be. But I know for me, that's not where I want to be. So if that's kind of what's going on over there, then I would consider that a red flag. Um, the third thing that I would look for is is it welcoming? And by welcoming, I mean, obviously, okay, let me explain. Because obviously people are going to be nice to your face when they want you to come and like pay a membership to, to their academy. But, you know, you, you, you kind of have to observe first before you can really see how welcoming it is. And so this is the things I'm going to, I'm going to tell you to look for. Do they have women and children? training there that's I think that's a big one do they have women and children training at that place okay or is it all just a whole bunch of like 18 to 25 year old dude bros kind of a thing right do their students have longevity or do they quit after they receive their blue belt you know or do they quit as a four stripe white belt do you see purple belts, brown belts, black belts, you know, do you see people of different ages, people of different sizes, people of different walks of life? Like, do you see a, a you know, a variety of different people there, right? Do upper and lower belts train together? You know, is it kind of like a mentorship type of thing? Like, do do the upper belts help and nurture the lower belts? Like, do you see them working together? Or is, and can you tell if they're being, you know, more like a mentor? Or are they just using that opportunity to, you know, smash and pass white belts who don't know what they're doing? And that, I guess that's another episode for a different time. But like, you know... Are they sharing knowledge or are they keeping it guarded like a secret? Like you have to, you know, earn your place in the club before you can find out this cool technique kind of a deal. Okay. That's what I mean by is it welcoming? Okay. So if you are like observing a class and it's just a whole bunch of like young men beating the shit out of each other. I would say that that's a huge red flag. Fourth is, is it organized? So basically, basically, okay, if a place has the other three qualities, if it's clean, if it looks safe, if it's welcoming, but if it's completely disorganized, that also may not be a place where you would want to train. I know for me personally, it's not a place where I would want to train um, because for me, like, a, a, you know, an organization or 
a training academy or any sort of business like that, it needs to have an organization. It needs to be structured. So stuff you can look out for is, is there a clear way to tell who is in charge? You know, like, is there somebody's name on the school? And like, like, can you see that person around? Like, or is there, can you tell sort of who's leading the classes? You know, can you tell if there's like an admin of some sort? Um, and piggybacking off of that, like, who do you reach out to if you have questions or concerns? Like, if you need to know, like, the the schedule, or if you're just like, oh, how do I sign up for this, or whatever, do you know how, who to talk to? Like, is there a person, or maybe a group of people, is there, a, is there like, a team or a point person who can answer those questions for you? Or is it just, like, you look around, and, oh, and does everybody know who that is? Sorry, I got real excited there. But, like, does everybody know who that is? Like, if they don't know the answer, do they know the person that they can refer you to? Be like, oh, well, I can't answer that for you, but, you know, so-and-so can. You know, is there somebody like that? Also, you know, another thing to consider, who's responsible for what goes on in there? You know, like, who's responsible for, like, if so, you know, if somebody's kind of being a jerk or being a meathead or smashing passing white belts or being unsafe, like, is there somebody there who's going to take responsibility and stop that from happening? Like, do you, do you know who that is? Like, who can you turn to if there's like trouble on the mats, basically? And then also, like, I would look for, is there like a clear path of advancement or some sort of curriculum of any kind or is it just sort of like you know or is it just sort of like people come in with whatever they thing they saw on like youtube the night before and they're like okay guys let's learn this cool thing like i mean is there like an actual structure is there connection between techniques is there you know any sort of organization so that's something to look for for sure you know is it organized um and all of this all these previous four points is it clean is it safe is it welcoming is it organized those all sort of come together to be a part of the culture that is another thing to really consider when you are trying to settle into a jujitsu family what is the culture there? And what do I mean by culture? So basically, what is their mindset? How do they view jujitsu and who gets to practice it? You know, um, are they kind of more of a competition driven academy? Like if you join, are they going to expect you to join like all the competitions? Is that what they focus on? They're just like, okay, you got to like beat this and like do this and whatever. Or is it well-rounded? Um, what kind of people, you know, with what kind of ego and attitude and mindset do they allow to come into their academy and be among all of the other students? So, for example, I've used this word before already, but like like a quote-unquote meathead, you know, like kind of those, the attitude. I mean, it's stereotypically it's men, but, you know, it's anybody could technically be a meathead. It's, it doesn't have to be men, you guys, but it's the attitude, 
okay? It's it's the attitude that can, that makes somebody a meathead. And women can be meatheads too if they have this attitude. So the attitude is kind of like, you know, very like blinders on, very, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make this happen even if it's not working or, you know, I'm not going to go with women or, or children or anybody smaller than me because, like, that's just an insult to me and I'm going to go around and tap everybody. I'm going to tap all the black belts and brown belts and, and everybody higher than me because I'm, you know, and if I can, then that means, like, I should be promoted and blah, 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 blah. Okay, so first of all, really quickly, let me just like side tangent myself. Um, if you're a beginner, like a white or a blue belt, and you roll with a black or a brown belt and you tap them, um, they let you do that. I'm just saying, okay? That happened because they let it happen. So just keep that in your back pocket. Anyway, back to the main point. Um, so yeah. Are there meatheads there? Can you tell? Like, do they intimidate other people? Um, are, are they allowing uh, students to, like, kind of smash and pass other students? Like, is that allowed? Are they encouraging it? You know, um, is it like a survival of the fittest type of mentality where it's like, oh, well, you have it's Or like one of those, um, what's it called? Like, hazing in university? Like, where you have to like join a frat or a sorority or whatever and then like they do all this like crazy shit to you and you have to just endure it like you know do you, do you guys know what I mean but anyway so or like is it one of those types of deals where it's like oh you have to get smashed like this you have to do this because it's your rite of passage you have to pay your dues before you do blah 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 blah, blah. by the way paying your dues is the amount of time that you spend on the mats training like those are your dues you don't have to like go through this like trial by fire type of like bs in order to like i don't know like pay your dues or whatever it's sweat equity that's your dues sweat equity the time you spend on the mats anyway okay um okay um, and then the other kind of point to this culture is like you know do they allow ego do they allow um machismo do they allow dirty tactics like elbows to the face you know elbows to the stomach like reaping people's knees you know picking them up like throwing them really hard like all this kind of craziness that you see like in the freaking mma but it's like unless you are a very specific mma training gym in which case obviously it's on the door like you would expect that that's what you would do because it's an mma gym but if it's not an MMA-specific training gym, you shouldn't be expecting to have that kind of stuff done to you because it's not MMA, right? Like, this is the art of jujitsu. So, anyway. Anyway. So, what is the culture there? What is their mindset? How do they view those who are smaller or quote-unquote weaker than them? How do they view beginners? How do they view women? How do they view children? How do they view any of these other things that I just talked about? Okay. So if you, I would say if you go into a place and you tour it and you try to talk to some people, 
and you observe and you kind of hear like you know quote-unquote locker room talk or you see the guys kind of being like boys clubby anything like that i personally would say that these are some red flags and they may not be a place for women to thrive necessarily um so so there's my five main things now i do have some other things i want to talk about so this is more of a little bit lesser degree but still something to consider and that is will they even let you observe classes or are they kind of guarding their classes until after you commit so I do want to kind of talk about this. I do sort of understand this from a business perspective, but also not really. <laughs> so I mean, in a free, okay, so in a free market, people want to know what they're paying for, like before you pay money and commit to a membership somewhere, like you want to know what you're getting, right? So this is pretty much true for like every product and service you can think of, you know, like, um, like, like literally if you go to any store and you pick up a box of whatever, the contents are on the box. Like they have to tell you what's, what that is. They have to tell you what it does. You know, they have to tell you like the dimensions, how big it is, like blah, 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 blah. They have to tell you that. And if the, you can't find on the box, they've got to provide you a place where you can find it. So like, I don't know, like a website or whatever. Okay. So if the school that you're considering won't really tell you about what it is that they offer, how much it is, what their instruction looks like, you know, blah, 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 that kind of stuff until after you commit to a membership and you pay them. Um, then for me, I would say that that's also a red flag. Um, because number one, it makes me wonder what they're hiding. And at number two, it's like, why do you not want to advertise what you offer? If you're trying to get students in the door, like, why are you not telling people what it is that you do there? So anyway, okay. So those are my five, well, plus one, so six, um, main points for considering um, a jiu-jitsu school. So if you are in the market to consider a jiu-jitsu school, that is what I would recommend that you consider. Um, you know, obviously like the kind of the, the biggest overall criteria should be like, where, where can you feel at home? Like, you, you know, you want to really consider the place where you can feel at home. And if you feel at home in a place and maybe, maybe it's like a little bit dirty, like if you're fine with that, then go and go to that place and, and learn jujitsu and have the time of your life. And, you know, all the benefits that come with jujitsu and you're going to, you're going to feel great and you're going to be so happy. But I would recommend, you know, like shower immediately after class. <laughs> but anyway, so the point is, please consider these things before you just kind of like blindly commit to a place. Also, you know, hopefully this gave you something to consider if you really had no idea where to start. Um... Yeah, and hopefully you can find a place where you feel at home. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed and I will talk to you next time. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast, give it a rating, and leave me a review. If you have any questions for me, or if there's something you want me to talk about, then DM me on Instagram at Podcast, or email me at jujiteraspodcast at gmail.com. These will all be linked in the show notes below. See you next time.